Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Hafsa and welcome to the Mind Pretty Soul podcast where I get to talk about that which gives you peace of mind, keeps you looking pretty and the things that make your soul sing with incredible women that inspire me. From this episode onwards, I thought I'd shake things up a little with how I introduce the podcast. So instead of diving straight into the episode with my wonderful guest, I'll give you a little overview of what I've been up to since the last episode broken down by three things which you probably have guessed by now mind pretty soul so what have i been doing for my mind since the quarantine well i've just been staying in touch with my friends and my family through facetime phone calls messages but recently my best friend just dropped over to my house as i wanted to gift her some coconut water and we talked to each other through the window and it's really weird how we have to go through such great lengths to avoid the virus, like dropping off the coconut water in a bag at my front door and then not being able to hug her either. But it's beautiful that we are all navigating around this just to stay connected, really. And in terms of beauty, my skin's been having a bit of a mare lately. So despite wearing makeup as many times as I can count with one hand or not getting on the polluted London underground, I know that a lot of people listening who live in London probably aren't missing the underground. I've been breaking out and I was relieved to find out that there's a term dubbed quarantine skin. So could it be the inevitably high stress levels, eating an abnormal amount of sugar, banana bread or a cocktail of both? Who knows? However, I have been consciously making an effort to avoid eating sugary foods, dairy, gluten, the latter of which I'm intolerant to anyway, in a bid to help my skin. So with that said, I've enjoyed not wearing makeup for close to two months and I've just been focusing on helping my skin and my skincare instead. So I'm masking way more often than normal using masks like the Yves Lom Rescue Mask, 
the Botanical Labs Turmeric Clay Mask, which Safia and I talked about in episode two. I'm also using another mask that we discussed, the Antipodes or a Manuka mask, which is brilliant for acne prone skin. So being at home has allowed me to get through the beauty bits that I never really had the opportunity to beforehand. So I'm now using up all the sample sachets that I get in magazines or through work or through department store beauty counters. So I'm keeping them stashed in a Suku makeup pouch that I received as a gift with purchase and depending on what my skin needs I'll use whatever is around so whether it's the Dr. Dennis Gross Alpha Beta Peel or those eye sheet masks from Sensai and a few other brands as well and finally soul so what am I doing to make my soul sing well I am baking I'm baking lots I've never really been a big baker although I've been curious about it but I'm not as competent in that department in comparison to cooking. I've always felt that baking is more methodical than cooking and that if you don't use specific quantities of a certain ingredient, well, you're screwed. However, I did make a loaf the other day with some random ingredients and it turned out wonderfully. The cake was accented with lemon, orange, rose, cardamom. It tasted exactly how summer would taste in my imagination. And it gave me very Mediterranean Middle Eastern vibes. So a slice of that with some tea, Oh, chef's kiss. Moving on, I just wanted to thank you guys for the beautiful responses I've received regarding my previous episode. I'll be honest and say that it took a lot for me to come out with my story, but I haven't looked back or regretted it since. In fact, it's opened the door for deeper connections with the people that I already know, and I've connected with you guys too. It's beautiful to know that by coming out with my story, a community, if you will, is growing. And I was watching Michelle Obama's Becoming documentary on Netflix recently, and she says that when we open up and we share our stories with each other, it breaks down barriers. And I hope that by opening up with my own story, it's done that. Speaking of people who've created a community, today's guest is Lelan Taco, and she is someone who's built a community through her own selfless work. And we'll talk about that today in the episode. Before we go into the episode, I just wanted to give you a quick disclaimer. When I was in the planning stages of the podcast, I was very obsessive about ensuring the best sound quality. I wanted to create a podcast that was professional with the smoothest of smooth sound quality. However, now that I can't actually record with my guests in the flesh, the sound quality of this episode isn't the best due to the recording software we were using. There's a bit of an overlap when it comes to what we say at the time of recording. But I do hope that you can listen beyond that and take in the wonderful gems that Leathern has so kindly shared in today's episode. I hope you enjoy. Today, I'm joined by someone I admire greatly as a Somali woman myself. This guest is a huge asset to the Somali community, particularly Somali women, as she's an activist and she isn't afraid to broach topics that are often considered taboo. She's also the founder of the Teco Network, which aims to bring women together to celebrate and empower them. Her events are legendary and I've attended a few of them only to form closer bonds to the women that I know already that I've attended the events with or I leave having made new friends. And if that isn't enough, she's also a barista and she's just announced the launch of her own coffee brand, Teco Coffee. So today I'm excited and I'm so delighted to welcome my guest, Lovin Teco. So welcome, Lovin. Um, thank, thank you so, so much. <laughs> Thank like, you. I'm actually super excited. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> if this is like a video, I'll just be jumping up and down, but it's up a podcast. Down. I'll just sit here and sip my tea. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I mean, I wish we were actually together today in the flesh in the studio, but because of the COVID 19 pandemic, yep. we at least have 
technology bringing us together instead but it's honestly it's an honor that you're on the show today and I'm really excited for what we're about to talk about so yeah how have you been and how have you been dealing with the pandemic so far and adjusting to life I am good first of all like before I start I want to say congratulations on this amazing podcast and also just going and following your passion like I remember when this was like a sketch idea so (laughs) it just makes me so happy to see it like coming to life and you rocking it actually filming and sticking to it and doing the podcast and I just want to take the time out to say like huge huge congratulations and it makes me happy to see you follow your passion and do what you love and the direction that you wanted to go so that itself is inspiring so congratulations and I look forward to everything you have in store and best believe I'm here for it (laughs) thank you so much London thank you so much honestly it means so much coming from you it really honestly means a lot coming from you um and with the COVID-19 like alhamdulillah I am very very grateful to have my family and my friends and my health as well and I want to apologize for any cough that you hear during this recording I I do for a little bit a little bit under the weather but I don't have any symptoms of COVID-19 it's just literally like a cough that I got because I have not been adjusting that well to staying at home so yeah um, alhamdulillah I'm grateful I, I think it's just one of those things where we've just never see it coming um, it will take a lot of mental strength to kind of adjust but then also something that's keeping me they saying is my faith every day I wake up and I'm like you know what Elahi is the most powerful and he can change the world within a second yeah he can remove whoever he wants and you know put London into standstill this is one of the most advanced country in the world and global city you would never think we would have a money issue or um like let's say food issue you know you wouldn't think that you have to queue up to get milk in London but look it happens and it kind of just humbles you um as a as a Muslim for me personally to understand that everything can change when this with a split second no matter who you are no matter what power you have no matter where you live in the world and how much you prepare for it Ilahi is Allah is the person who's in charge you know so for me it's a reminder and it brought me close to Ilahi and uh, made it strengthened my iman as well um, and I was already appreciative person, so this has just taken my whole appreciation to another level. So I'm grateful. Absolutely. I mean, in a way, it's become somewhat of an equalizer in a way because you're right that we're going out to queue for supermarket supplies. And, yeah, and honestly, I feel like every day that I, or well, not every day, but every time I do go out <laughs> to the shops or to the supermarket or to the pharmacy it does feel like a post-apocalyptic world almost. Yep. But then it humbles you to the sense where you think, okay, well, all of these things that we could have had within easy reach, mm-hmm. it's not available as easily anymore. You actually have to wait. Yep. Um, it's also quite a hassle. So I don't have a car. Yeah. So for me, I there's only so far I can go. I can only go so far out yeah. to get my food. Yeah. So you realise, okay, well, I have to work with the resources I have available to me. Yeah. Whereas maybe about, I think, two, three decades ago, that's probably what it was like in the sense that you didn't just 
order something at four in the morning and delivery will deliver something to you so easily or I can just take the train at 12 a.m like all yeah. of these things that were so accessible before yeah. which I mean are a blessing but that kind of makes you sit down and think okay but well, all of these things we've just taken it for granted well we actually have to be really appreciative of it now yeah and the click of the finger like the whole world the direction is going is more of quick easy access and that's what markets and just in general what people are aiming for businesses um and anything even politicians everywhere the world direction is how can you make this quicker faster and more accessible you know that's one of the questions asked any form of inventors or a business launch anything um and and i, I think this is going to change everything and makes realize sometimes you will rely on your neighbors and sometimes you will rely on 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 others and it's not your fault you know um but yeah it's interesting it's interesting of how things are i always i'm always old school even though i can order food i prefer to go to the restaurant and eat there um i still do old school stuff <laughs> but i think people who are so used to easy access this will be a massive cultural shock to them and even yeah, people who are not guilty. yeah people who are not homebodies i think it will impact them and some people are just they don't even know what their house looks like oh yeah i've been at home i mean although i'm, I'm I, I would consider myself a bit of a homebody i now that i'm at home 24 7 yeah i'm nitpicking the floors in my house <laughs> and i'm like okay i need to redecorate my hallway <laughs> i need to bring in a painter once this is done <laughs> i oh i was actually thinking of plants today and i was thinking <laughs> okay i need a plant right on this table the coffee table mm -hmm. i need to get i need to change this desk i need to bring in something yeah. else and then realizing okay so i forgot there were cracks <laughs> on the stairs and i forgot like for a while i'd been pushing back this project to redecorate my hallway yeah. and now i'm like oh i can't stand the hallway mm -hmm. but obviously we can't bring anyone to come into the house to redecorate yeah. it so Have you found items that you don't even need anymore because i've been doing deep cleaning and i'm just like think you're useful to me you really have to go you know so yeah yeah get to know your I surroundings found, i even found a phone that i had when i was 13 years no. old so do you remember hello motorola yeah the hello motor <laughs> the pink one. i had that phone ah, pink one. it was the blue flip phone and i remember when I, I think i was like 13 or 14 when they came out and i remember bugging my mum constantly to buy me that me phone too. Yeah. and i was so excited once she bought it for me and then I found it recently just going through all my stuff I found old photos um kind of like really like old birthday cards yeah. and photos and all these things that I'd kept and you think oh my god like I've I've completely like pushed them to the back of my exactly. memory like, who's this? literally to the back of my room somewhere <laughs> who is she <laughs> who is she anyway who who was love and Teco? Um, who is love and Teco? tell me about yourself tell me about your life story yeah. tell me about you and i think like for me i don't know like when when people ask that question i'm like oh my god like there's just so many things um i don't know subhanallah i i'm loving i grew up in london and um i've been working with young girls in london particularly like from the muslim community especially like some somalis sometimes i do get some sisters who are from the asian community and for my West African sisters and I've got nothing but love for them um, so yeah I've been working with girls and I don't like the word empowering I think we are already empowered it was more of a um, just finding like a space for us to communicate and connect because yeah. in a world where we are outsiders 
And if you look at like politics, if you look at policies, work environment, there's just been a lot of hostility um, against uh, women of colour, black women and Muslim women. And I just thought, you know, I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing these negative news. I'm tired of us explaining ourselves. I'm tired of going to conferences and um, spaces where the, the speakers just don't reflect or represent or understand anything I am trying to say. A perfect example is like, let's say if you think of pushing for women issues is things like, oh, free the nipple and let's get, you know, this X amount of salary. Let's have more women CEOs. And the stories that I hear are nothing like that. Even though those stories are important, the stories I hear are things like, oh, I'm struggling to take the bus because, you know, people kind of look at me funny. And I hear stories like, oh, you know, it's quite hard for me to get this job because I'm not even getting an interview, even though the person is qualified and they have the education, they have the experience. It's quite a struggle to find a graduate role. Um, Some are struggling with, you know, telling their parents or perhaps um, their family about their life choices, whether they want to go study fashion or whether they want to be artists or whether they want to be photographers. So all the stories... I was hearing like from 18 to 24 was nothing like what I was seeing in conferences in the media and I just thought you know what forget you and and I think it's more of the rebel side of me because I grew up in London and we do things in our own way (laughs) I was sick and tired of waiting for someone to represent me or waiting for things to change and I've just said I'm going to do what I can to create a space for these women and they can speak out loud, they can connect and they can also understand that they are not alone. If you're going through something, there are other sisters who do feel your pain, who want to be kind to you. And I think if you did come to some of my events and that's exactly what I've managed to do, I've managed to host like events, um, do like a national you know annual international women's day for sixth year running this is the first year that ever ever in six years that i didn't do the event due to the I COVID know, 19 really... um, so <clears throat> so i i've managed just to start a conversation and and let the girls run with it and hopefully this will be something that continues in the next 10 15 years 20 years and girls can come and be themselves and connect and network and be the best version of themselves so that's one thing that I'm super 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 passionate about yeah and I think it came in the great time because the time that I was trying to do those things everybody was going on a different angle where being a model fashion makeup artist all of these things were popping and there was just me on the side trying to glamorize signing a petition going to a protest <laughs> campaigning knowing who, who your local mp is and i just wanted girls and young girls especially just to know that they do have a voice and their voice is very very important and they can make a noise at home they can make a noise at work in like in politics everywhere and that was my actual goal and also to create like um some sort of a change in our community as well like for the better because I love my people I'm Somali and I, I think we have good things so I just wanted to bring some sort of a change and to, in order to make change or to create a change you obviously have to push some buttons you have to make a lot of people upset of, because of the stuff that you talk about but quite frankly I don't yeah. really care so yeah that that's that's pretty good. much me like I do those things and I'm quite passionate about coffee I love coffee um and that's I think that will sum me up like fighting for women 
always standing up for people and trying to create a different vibe on social media as well so girls can look at my page and just be like you know this loving she does what she does and um I want to be like her or I want to I make sure that I do what I want to do because loving is doing what she loves and she don't care what people think of her hopefully that would give one girl the confidence not to care as well because we shouldn't care <laughs> like so yeah that's my main image in general you've done such a good job of connecting yeah. women and I've gone to your events and I've met women that I'm still friends no with way. today <laughs> and, yes and honestly I feel like I'm at home when I go to your events like I meet women and I connect with them in a way that I would never have been able to connect with them outside of oh. your events because you yeah no seriously love and you push women to connect and I don't know what it is it's, it's a like vibe the when we're there. it's the vibe yeah it's a vibe and anyone who's listening that hasn't been to any of Leathern's events, I know that you go around the country now. You've gone up to a few cities like Birmingham, yeah. they're mainly in London and honestly, the events are just magical. You just connect with women. I've gone to your events and I've oh, cried, I've laughed. We do I've cry. Fun. It's always I've, tissues. A lot of crying, a lot of crying and you just connect with women on a far deeper level than even like with women that I, I know, like my family or my yeah, friends, yeah. you know? So... It's like you have this magic within you that brings out this. I remember um, you made us play games with each other. So if you didn't come with a woman yeah. to the event, so if you didn't come yeah. with a guest, like basically link up with that person and play the game with them instead of just being yeah. comfortable and then playing the game with the yeah. woman that you do know and that you came with. So I love that you do things like that because you've got some women who are coming yep. on their own. You've got some women who just don't know what to do. So they're a bit yeah. confused and they're like, oh, who do I talk to? But you're kind of forcing everyone to really get to know each other. So no one. No, that's the out. aim. That's the aim. Because at the end of the day, if you left your house to come to any of my events, if you do come to my event, you probably would see the similar face. It's like a familiar faces. It's like regular customers, you know. They always come back and it's beautiful. Some of them for five, six years. Um, some of them had babies, some of them married, some of them are not married, some of them are traveling. And it's now my most of the girls that do come are familiar faces. And sometimes I get like four or five new girls and it's beautiful for you to come and have fun and enjoy yourself it takes the superficial things out um you know so most of my events the way i designed them is for you to have fun enjoy yourself meet new people and let let it out <laughs> let it go let, let it, it go out. yeah uh, have fun confession time we we get you know we get into it and then you go home feeling a bit light you go home knowing someone new make connection and hopefully i'll see you next time you know that's the whole point of it because most of the events when i looked through is it's more of like constantly posting on social media of like hey like I'm having a great time you know filming it or being live or I, I encourage phones off most of the time nobody uses their phone in my events unless we're doing a quick selfie um, and it's just taking it old school and saying you know what be in the moment cry if you if you want to cry because I'm crying too yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah no, definitely crying everyone is crying in tears I just remember leaving not the last one but the one before that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and they weren't necessarily bad tears it was just tears of it was just yeah. bittersweet tears yeah. in a way and, and just it's based on what we were talking about with everybody and and honestly I feel like you've done such a good job of creating a real sense of community both online and it. offline 
and it's to be admired it's not easy to do like it's almost as if you have a magic potion and I'm wondering what no seriously <laughs> it's almost like you've just got like this magic elixir that you have everyone drink and then and you're confessing to women that you do not know that you've never met however you know that they have they've got yeah. a good heart they're opening yeah. you with welcome arms and also, they give good and hugs too it's because good hugs and also it's because they can empathize and they probably have been through either the same thing that you have or they can reason with your level like kind of reach a same level as you through another way they just they understand why it's beautiful it doesn't take a day like it's the whole thing of like Rome was not built in one day if I tell you I woke up one day and I'm like oh yeah one day I'm gonna make sure that I can put a post up and girls from my community can come and let it all out and cry and and for them to have the space, I would have laughed at you. I'd be like, that's that's not possible. Who's going to come to my event, you know? So it took a lot of um, organizing. I think I've hosted over 80 events now in the past six years. Wow. And each of them wow. had minimum 10, minimum and maximum like 100. And well it, is, it takes a lot. And I feel like my aim was always to do something with the meaning and not about numbers or anything. It's something that I could look back, but also it has meaning. Like it's not just an event. It's something that you come and you, you have a great time and it can be continued for 10, 20 years, you know, and it's more of a legacy and not necessarily like, oh, quick thing, tomorrow I'm not on it anymore. You know, I made sure yeah. that if I do something, is something that I could do in the next 20, 30, 40 years. It's not something that I wake up today, I'm doing water, the next day I'm doing coke. Next, that's not, it's inconsistency. Inconsistent. And I, it's not me. So I stuck to one thing and I knew it. I knew it from India. Like when I went to India, I just knew that I love working with women and I have ability to make them speak and I have the ability to make them um connect with them in a way other people couldn't so it's like a gift that Ilahe gave me yeah. so I just thought you let it's me use this for the better and let me connect women and, and bring different issues to the table I think we all have yeah. a purpose and yeah. we all have a gift that we each have we where we fall short in certain <laughs> kind of qualities there are other people that can yeah. compensate for it whereas with you I think what you do really well is like you said you bring people together and your legacy for sure is the connections that people yeah. have made, like I have with many of the women yeah. that I've met at your events. Also, you leave with questions yeah. in your mind. You leave with certain things clarified yeah. for you. You leave with certain questions yeah. answered. You know, that is your legacy. You've said you've had up to 100 women at some events and yeah. 10 women at some events. Some of, like, some of these events, I'm 110% sure that you've had at least, what, like, probably five yeah. new people each time. So you're touching so many people across the board. And then that energy just reverberates. It just kind of spreads. Oh. It's infectious. Because what you're doing is yeah. you're touching people. And then from there, they've changed. Or they've gone with, they've yeah. left with new ideas. Or they've left with, like, different thoughts and questions answered and different yeah perspectives and they've made, made connections and then that passes on so to other people Such the, be great be you do you have fun enjoy yourself and if you took something out of my event or my video then alhamdulillah i'm happy because it's such a dark world that you know there's just so many things happening in our world even before the pandemic 
um, from a humanitarian perspective, there's a lot of issues, whether that is domestic violence, whether that is, that is modern day slavery, whether that is, um, uh, I don't know, famine, whether that is poverty, gender inequality. I can go on and on and on. Unless you try to close your eyes and just say, you know what, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to talk about this. The world's perfect. Then that's different. But if not, um, there's a lot of issues and I just thought, what can I do to bring something that makes people smile and also not even necessarily about what I am saying, just even smile at me, laugh at me, laugh with me. I don't mind. What can I do? And I just thought maybe the making videos, make connecting with women, this is my purpose and that's one thing I can contribute to the world. Because it would be really boring if we just came into this life and you didn't actually utilize it. It's not even sadaqa, you know? I'm an optimist. I wake up in the morning, yeah. I'm like, yes, today is the day. I don't even know what day it is. It could be Tuesday. It's, like, <laughs> it's Friday. It's Friday, right? And I, I wake up and I'll be like, today is Friday. Friday is about to be great, you know? And I feel like if I have that energy, I'll put it up. I'll film for you guys on Instagram. One sister will watch it. She would send me a whole voice note saying girl you don't understand I laughed my ass off and I'm like you had fun have a good day that's it that's literally my purpose for the day done and if I can contribute to the world by making them smile uplifting them most of my content is for that purpose sometimes it will make you sad because I will go off I'll pop off you know I'll go from laughing to saying how dare you vote for this person or but the more I look at all my content, um, all my social media platforms. It's feel good, um, have fun, informative. Then you decide what you want to do after that. Then at least you can come to my content, my page, and just be like, let me forget about what's happening now. Let's see what love is saying today, you know? And that's my day done. Yeah. That's my job well done. If Hafsa can come to my page, look through, laugh, no matter how, what day she had, and just literally message me something or just go to sleep, that's my contribution to the world. I've made a difference. Yeah. That's it. Going back to what you said about popping off, you're definitely not afraid to, I think, broach topics that <laughs> we say, oh, they're a bit ab or shameful or taboo like for example you talk about leaving yes. a toxic family for example or double standards that exist between men and women in our especially in like the Somali yeah. or Muslim community and so how do people usually react to that when you are <laughs> popping off <laughs> like, um, I think I think most <laughs> of the people that do know me personally or who do follow my content for a long time for years they know that my message has always been the same in terms of questioning things and changing um old traditions that are really really bad so most of the time they can understand where I'm coming from so I've never actually had too much negative to my popping off my popping off is justified because most of the girls most of the guys that do follow my content that do know who I am and stuff even though I don't have many followers they are also fighters of their own they're like we're a little community so Maybe if I was in a different field or different community, maybe I would have made other people upset. But I feel like in my little bubble, most of them do agree. So it makes it easy for me to deliver the message. But the ones that don't, they just don't like me. They don't follow my content or they don't say anything, but they take it silently. Nobody has ever actually come out and said, no, you know, don't talk about this. Sometimes I do, um, but it's really rare. 
it's really rare that someone comes out and says to me why are you talking about this but when they do yeah they go in they literally like how dare you talk about this and where did you get this information and a perfect example was when I tried to highlight that there are some issues between mom and daughters and um, mom-daughter relationship can be toxic and there are girls who have issues with their parents and parents who do have issues with their daughters that was I think one there's two three topics that made people angry but that topic just made so many people angry they were like how dare you talk about this um first you guys talked about Somali men you bashed Somali men you bashed Somali boys now you're coming for Somali mothers uh, blah 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 and I was kind of labeled as the person who was advocating for this new hate Somali mothers do you know what I mean <laughs> and oh, wow. I was just like I can't I remember my Twitter was just going crazy because I and bear in mind Hafsa I just said let's talk about it I actually didn't make any other statement I just said Nothing. Uh, so you didn't even comment no. on like or give your opinion it was just uh, uh, like kind of 100%. facilitating I just said, a hey, discussion let's talk about this and every time I say let's talk about this most of it is to do with an actual intensive research that I have done I have a platform with women we do all these events sometimes some topics are overwhelming it becomes repetitive then I bring it up to the general community does that make sense so for me I have access to these girls is with confidence they tell me so I would never name them but I feel like the theme for the past two years is between mum and daughter issues I'll bring it up and people don't want to hear that you know and they get really really upset they cuss me out they're like just because you have a toxic this and and I feel like we just don't have empathy and mostly Somali girls it's young Somali girls that do dismiss and get really upset so what can you do what can you do it could perhaps even be, I think it could be one of a few things. One, it could be them projecting and then for them to, so for example, you said that you weren't giving a yeah. statement or an opinion, rather you were and highlighting and opening yeah. the floor for that discussion. So for them, they're probably projecting, they're assuming something based on what you've said, they're, yeah. they're, they're making an assumption or they're just thinking, wow, this is taboo, mm-hmm. they don't agree with it at all and then outright saying this is bad this is but then they probably don't even realize that you're doing it for their own good as well because it benefits us and also I think as a Somali community a lot of the time we don't allow yes. or accept nuance and we don't allow anybody to be different we're very much a collectivistic yes. culture so we're a collectivistic culture that considers the good of the collective as opposed to the individuals so if you do fall out of the group's thinking and you think somewhat of an individual thought then you can kind of get a bit of backlash for it so for you by opening that discussion it goes out yeah of the, yeah yeah the like thinking of yeah. the mother is the best when we don't take into account that yes your mother is heaven yeah. lies under your mother's feet but a lot of mothers, or no, actually, let me not say a lot of mothers. There are some mothers yeah. out there who are very toxic, who are very abusive. We're not saying exactly everyone is. It's just that in the instance that you do have a toxic mother, hundred percent, and also it's quite dismissive. And I personally like that's how you know they don't Absolutely. follow my content. They don't know what I stand for and um, the conversation I bring. Because for you to dismiss another girl's um, story or journey or and whatever issues that she has for me is 
I find it very, very difficult to understand. But again, we are enablers. I think we really have to highlight that women are also enablers of certain things, you know. So many things in life um, happened because us women also enabled or we didn't do much. Um, So that's why I find it shocking. But in a way, I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, I always knew that there will be women who are not going to side with women. Any, Any issue that do happen, unfortunately, there are women who are against it. Any change that you try to bring, there are women who are against it. So... For me, the battle is not just like between men or women or anything like that. It's just like about the whole community because these girls are young as well. They're like in their 20s, early 20s. And for them to dismiss other girls' feelings or an issue that is quite, quite relevant in our community, I find it very, very difficult. And I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. And they're like, who gave you the right? Where did you get this information? And I'm like, well, technically my events can be seen as research because I see what 20 to 30 girls every three months in fact i have more data than the gov- the uk government has on somali women <laughs> Bam! i have more research about somali girls in our community and what issues impact them than the uk government plus ngos that are actually working with women they they come to me and they ask me like we're coming up with any what 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 can we do so do your research before you dismiss people do your research just because i don't post these women talking about the stories and i think it's the whole thing of like glamorizing our struggle i think most people are used to us glamorizing that we're suffering and we're dealing with this and we're dealing with that when we actually deal with stuff privately it does not exist and it pisses me off it can be i think it can be a bit of a shame sometimes as well when you are trying to change something or you are trying to create some good in the community and then perhaps they don't yeah. necessarily take to it very well but then at the same time you do have a yeah. community that is really engaged those who do receive your message really receive it's it really a win. well and so, i'm like you're I mean, mad you're who cares? <laughs> for for anyone who is perhaps falling within that group that might not necessarily be having the best of times what would you kind of advise in general i would say like a way that if you are Muslim or if you do have faith and if you do believe in something, uh, I think that would be a good time maybe to connect with faith. Uh, that would be re- that. That's what's helping me personally. If you do have people who are just jolly in life, or if you have friends who are, you know, very very happy and uplifting people, you need to surround yourself with those type of people on social media. Try to uh, follow people who are quite optimistic very positive energy like that helps your environment is very 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 important yeah and on the same vein as giving advice is there any advice that you would give to yourself even as far as way before you began the work that you do what advice would I give to myself everything is not black and white (laughs) like just take it easy and have fun in the journey because I'm a like, yeah I think I was That's very like yeah. in the moment I like things getting done and I, I'm quite hard on myself as well like and I was even more hard on myself back in the day so I would just say like it's okay you're young you have the whole world ahead of you have fun enjoy yourself and there are people who are 30 40 who change everything they're doing and do something completely different so there's no age gap that I should make it or do things there's no such thing 
it is what it is you know you, you, you can life changes situation changes your goals change your passion change your love life change your friendship change so yeah you just have to be ready yeah everything changes everything changes to adapt and move forward there's nothing you can do to be honest i'm a i'm muslim so i would just say like allah is in control so it's sometimes it's way out of your control so be easy on yourself and how different were you then oh my god i was a lot more giving and i think like uh, in general i'm just more of a giver so in terms of like my friendship level or in terms of my availability my time being there for yes. people i was a lot more invested in those things and that was kind of burning me out because i was just too busy like trying to be the, the good friend that kind of left me empty almost empty and it was really bad so oh, wow. one tip would be make sure that you look after you make sure you're there for you make sure to say no make sure to put the water in your own plants as well and nourish yourself because well, you just, yeah. there will be a point yeah. where you won't be able to help anybody because you're so so worked out and you're so empty and there's nothing left and then you just it's not good how can you expect to look after others and to be present and to have good fulfilling relationships with others when you don't even have a great relationship with yourself yep. because you've burnt yourself out completely yeah from not having any boundaries yeah not sleeping when you should do from not taking care of your basic core necessities i've been there and you realize that i can't have the best relationship with my parents or with my family or whoever if I don't have a good relationship with myself and a good relationship with myself is incumbent on me looking after myself and so I'm wondering for you what do you do for for self-care especially at a time like this or in general as well what do you do to really make sure that you are the this best that you so can be this is so funny because first of all um if you know I don't know if you have the card Monzo card if all of you listeners please do get Monzo card it's yes. so nice for alternative bank like i wouldn't say change your entire bank you just i spend I more on on super drug than i do in anything else um so people are like everyone is different oh. you know some of us invest more in our bags and some love their foundation and this and that with me i'm telling you vitamin e cream and like super drug things stuff like that that's what i spend more money on and i only learned that for my monzo um so yeah i do I do look after myself more, <laughs> but the funny thing is, I've attempted to do my eyebrows at home. How did that go? So at the beginning, <laughs> it was okay because I did threading. Surprisingly, managed to thread my upper lip, managed to thread my eyebrows, super clean, fantastic. I was like, yes, look at me, look after me. Oh my God, who needs eyebrow lady? Woo! Next week comes, I see a bit of hair. I'm like, you know what? Let me do it again. Mum was going out. I told her, please buy waxing strip thing that I can, you know, wax my eyebrows. Who needs an eyebrow lady? I got my own super drug here. My mum buys me the waxing thing. I waxed my upper lip. I have a sensitive skin. Yeah. I have very, very sensitive skin. I've managed to burn my upper lip. I had... I had a line and it was there oh, for like ouch. days and everything. So yeah, I would say, please, whatever you do with the pandemic, don't oh, yeah. try to act like you are now a beautician. You're not. So yeah, <laughs> stick to like basic things. Oh, <coughs> so yeah, I do look after myself just by doing my eyebrows and going for a walk and 
uh, FaceTiming my friends and just watching some comedy um, and connecting with my grandma. That's one thing that's making me happy, hearing stories and just cooking with her and just trying to understand this new normality. Like, I just, I don't, I'm trying to understand. I wouldn't say I get it. I'm trying to understand. Oh, I wish I could connect with my grandma right now. I mean, I am connected, so she doesn't live in the UK. We just speak to, to each other Aww. on WhatsApp like a couple of times a week. But you saying that you connect with your grandma, it's a privilege. I think it's really a privilege to be able to have the older generation because you learn the lessons from them as well. They tell you about their life um, back in the day and what they went through and especially for us as well, being Somali, they'll likely tell you stories of what it was like way before even your parents were born and the stories and the life lessons and it's just wisdom that they have and I think even now at a time like this where we're staying at home if we yeah. can connect with our family while we're at yeah. home I'm playing games the best or thing to do. try come out with like a new way to connect with them and and just you have to make home home you know um with your siblings with your mom I've played like a quiz thing with them, like telling my mom to identify which country this is with the flags and everything. And she actually enjoyed it. So I think just find ways to connect with them, whether that is your way digitally or just old school way and just make a home home. What else have you been doing digitally? Have you tried Um, Netflix parties yet? I don't know what that is. Like, what is it? I did like a Netflix date, which is cute. Ah, with my best friend and that was yeah. beautiful so we just watched the movie at the same time and we were just messaging about the movie it's called um quiet area i think it's called in a quiet place or something like that and it was beautiful and very tense so yeah i've managed to do that i've managed to like go live on instagram quite a lot i'm live every day <laughs> I'm I like, love hey, your lives. I love you watching right? you live. Everybody is going live and it's amazing. Oh, I was yeah. actually just watching a DJ set now um, before we came to record. So I was watching a DJ set and then tomorrow there's a talk about like mental health and That's, there's there yeah, multiple talks so throughout people. the day on IG Live. You've got so many people. You just go on and then <laughs> and you just slide through Instagram and you just see loads <laughs> of people. But right now... Yeah. everybody is pushed to be creative in a way that we haven't before yeah. because yeah. we can't do events we can't go out and party we can't go to coffee shops we can't go for brunch we can't yeah. have dinner with our loved ones and our friends so how can we connect and engage with each other digitally and it's such an interesting time and I truly don't no. think that things will ever be the same again so once it starts to calm down I don't think we'll go back to normal I think this will be very much etched into the psyche there are key events in history that impacts yeah, us really? and I think this will definitely be one along with yeah. events which, like which 9-11 and so on you know mm-hmm. I think it will have impact us positively I think it will impact us positively because I've seen for example that everybody has really pulled through together I mean aside from when you went to the supermarkets <laughs> at first and the <coughs> toilet roll and all the rice and the pasta was gone after that I'm seeing I'm in a local whatsapp group and I'm seeing that people in our local community like today Someone had said, we've got leftover fruit and veg. Does anybody need it? And then you've got NHS staff in the group chat talking about, this is what I'm doing today. This is what's going on. Then you have someone in the group chat asking that someone is self-isolating. There's an elderly person and so on. And you become a lot more considerate of the community. You also start to reflect on the amount of food you're using. Because before we were wasting food, at least I was. And then it's made me think, okay, so because I know that it's not an easy time to actually 
put on my gloves and my mask to go out to the shops do I really want to use up that egg? Do mm-hmm. I really want to use up all of that flour? You know, I'm also really making sure that I connect with my loved ones yeah. because it's just such a precarious time. And so I personally feel like it is really going to change things I love positively. Or at least like, so I hope. Let me break your little bubble, yeah? Let me break your little... I was no. finish. I was like, is that air? Is that, is that what you think? Is this... Yeah, I think so too, sis. Well, uh, like, I'm just joking around. Like, I think you're right. It would push people because it's such a selfish culture the british culture is very very selfish so in my opinion so i think is it would probably make people connect with their with with their neighbors and be more community work and stuff for activists and humanitarian workers or people who work for ngos and stuff like that this was their daily life they've been doing this whether they are volunteering whether they're giving their time whether they are checking up on people they've already been doing that so hopefully the general public can also join and you know be more empathetic to people and I think hopefully hopefully it's going to be the greater good for the world but I think there's a lot of cracks you know I think there's a massive inequality and it's just highlighting a lot of issues so yeah it's, it's questionable in terms of the bubble that you described to me but I can understand where you're coming from like it would make people think of what we use and stuff but if you think about it after the whole thing comes out the way I think it's going to change is there will be a lot of divorce there will be a lot of marriages there will be a lot of you know I mean people moving up from each other because you are forced to know what kind of environment that you're in because we live in such a fast life that sometimes you live with someone but you don't see them so you pick this person whether it's your flatmate whether it's you know whether it's your husband or whatever you don't see them so do you even know them do you even spend time and then because you have your phone you have your digital things and stuff like that you were so distracted by outside world or stuff that was happening whether that is cinema events partying whatever so I think this would make a lot of people reflect on on the people that they live with not necessarily a friendship because friendship you can still connect with people digitally this is going to change things it's going to change the world Absolutely. And you make a really good point about the fact that there'll probably be a lot of divorces and a lot of marriages and a lot of relationships, because I think people are just realising, actually, like you. now that we're forced to be together, um, I don't like you. Um, I've come to that conclusion with my siblings. No, actually, I'm joking about that. But I sometimes I can go for a while without seeing my Different siblings because table, we might live table. together but I'll come home I'll be asleep and then my brother might come home at three in the morning and then I'll go straight to work the next morning so I won't see him and then my sister will be out and then she'll come back in and I'll see her for a little bit before I go to bed and then you know it's all over the place and as well as that my I have my brother who's just come to stay with us in London And I hadn't seen him for a while and I've not spent this much time with him in a very long time. And so I'm really appreciative of that because since he's moved out, I don't get to spend much time with him. Although he does my head in a lot of the time, I'm still really appreciative and I'm really grateful that I have this time to spend with him. And as well as that, going back to marriages, I've seen some funny memes about my first date, the first date that I have when I get out of quarantine is going to be the best date ever, or I'm no longer involved or interested in talking stages. It's straight to marriage, straight to engagement. You're going to be my boyfriend as soon as possible, you know, because people are not interested in wasting time anymore. 
they're not interested in wasting time they want to get straight to the point you know they don't want to waste time as well as that my my friend and I were messaging each other this morning and we were like Mm. this is the longest we've gone without seeing each other we usually brunch or we have dinner together at least twice a week and so you do really understand that these social gatherings that we have with our friends and family, 100%. they're important, but we can find other ways around it. For now, um, yeah, there's people that have really helped us so, so much. Grateful. I think now that I have my phone, I'm so happy and I have my phone and my laptop because imagine this was in the 2000s. We didn't yeah, have as much tech back in the early 2000s as we do now. So oh, can you imagine that would have been that, Yeah, see, that, that I'm scared just thinking about it. So, yeah, we we were very privileged. I think we would have just watched the news (laughs) and wait for the news to tell us when to leave the house. And you don't even know what is going on. That just sounds terrible. So I'm grateful. One thing I would also love to add is the core content thing you've mentioned that is pushing people to be more creative. I think I hope people don't burn themselves out because I am seeing a lot of comments like, if you don't use this time, then, you know, you are a loser and you are you're not very disciplined person and I disagree with that as much as you know we have to have like a little schedule just to keep myself busy and go for a walk and cook and be productive in that sense but I hope that people don't feel bad just because they didn't perform to their best and I hope people don't put pressure on creators to be like more productive because we are still dealing with pandemics like being like people are still dying there's still issues like people are losing their jobs and you shouldn't expect people to create more and be more productive we're not this is not a holiday and I think the whole idea of pushing us to burn ourselves out even in the middle of pandemic like making people feel guilty I don't like that so hopefully people can just be productive but don't feel pressured to come up with PhD by the end of this pandemic because that's not realistic and if you are good for you and if you can make it productive good for you but if you can't don't worry sis some of us are making tea trying to understand what's going on and sometimes you don't even do anything the whole day because you're just confused and you nap the whole day so yeah you're not alone and don't feel pressured (laughs) I'm sorry but this is a pandemic I mean we are forced to stay at home so the pace of life is going to be a lot slower however if you are ill you very likely know someone who is yeah or you know someone who knows someone who is and I myself know a few people that are ill so of course I don't have time to go and study (laughs) the Rosetta Stone because it's a really trying time so I think we need to be a lot more gentle on ourselves we need to be a lot more understanding of the of the situation that this isn't like you said it's not a holiday where everyone gets a free holiday to stay at home (laughs) we are literally staying at home to save lives yeah and sadly people are losing their lives in the midst of all of this as well so naturally people aren't going to be in the middle of pandemic super productive there's good and there's bad that's going to come from this and I think there are going to be a lot of lessons that we're going to learn and this is going to be a really big kind of chapter in history you know I think defining for all of us and kind of going back to what I said about it changing everything going forward it absolutely will and that brings me to something I was wondering actually are there any moments where you can look back at your past and think okay these were really character defining moments or life defining moments that have perhaps even led you to this point oh yes I've had a few studying and being at university 
I failed my my second year actually I remember don't worry guys I did retake <laughs> to have a heart attack um <laughs> but yeah like I just I think for me being at university and trying to be a journalist was like life-defining moment in my life because just growing up from the age of six to 21 I just knew I was going to be like journalist a badass one da, 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 da. but then being at university like being a journalist you have no room to care you have no room to actually care if, if we are running a story about you for example I have to run that story despite what I think of you despite what you stand for if you have a family or not I don't yeah. need to run this story about you and I need to post it I need to publish it. I have an editor who's telling me to post it and I realized I don't like that I don't like the fact that you can't be caring in that way you know you have to remove yourself from the situation and for me studying journalism is what made me realize that I'm more in the humanitarian side and I'm actually not going to make a great journalist because subjectivity for me is like a joke so I just thought okay this is a joke this is shambolic because I can't run a story I can't do an investigative journalist because I generally care about what's going to happen to this person or about their family oh my god how can I ruin someone's life just because you know of my story and I realized then that I'm in the wrong industry because I care about feelings and I care about what's going to happen to you and your family so I had to change my whole perspective in life and that's when I've discovered that I'm more humanitarian and not necessarily a journalist because with the journalist you just have to be like clear black and white and run the story and I'm more of like do you want tea <laughs> do you want to think about it that it it conflicts with your core identity and your core values then no. you're not really going to be able to sleep at night personally for yeah. me I've been in jobs before where I'm like this just isn't right and you have no yeah. choice but to eventually find a way to leave because you yeah. can't yeah, sleep yeah. at night so for me I had to change my whole direction values. and I had to work with NGOs and I started doing the group works and working with women because then I realized that's when I feel more at home when I'm giving tea when I'm giving hugs when I'm like encouraging people or when I'm that's me so that's when I realized okay maybe even if I am a journalist it probably would be like working with women or more of a like story rather than reporter because if I report something it would for me I'm like what's the point and also now, as well as actually doing yeah. all that you do, you've announced a coffee brand just um, the other day. I Tell me a bit have, more about your brand. I was lucky to work in coffee shops, like seven, eight coffee shops. And I love them. I've met so many amazing people. Um, and literally the whole social media hashtag for me is coffee with loving. And I loved it. You know, that was a way of me bringing people together, providing a beverage yeah. and saying, guys, there's tea, there's drink, come through. And it worked really, really well for me to run with stories, start conversation, have fun. And since I'm super, super educated about this brand, I just thought like it would be really, really cool in addition to my little family and just say, you know what? I would love to source my own coffee. I would love to go to Africa. I would love to go to Uganda or Rwanda or Ethiopia and work with women farmers and support women farmers as well and connect them and also support women roasters and then it will be a brand where the farmers are women the roasters are women and obviously the person who came up with the whole idea is also women and it's just to bring a different flavor because we do drink coffee every single day but we just don't see many black women who have their own coffee brands so I just thought you know what this would be really really cool additional thing 
to our community and just in the bigger yeah. picture and hopefully in the future I can work with women more internationally I do have it nationally now but I think doing this coffee I can take it global I can actually go to East Africa West Africa and work with women farmers and teach them more and do more group Amazing. activities and more events internationally women related educating women and connecting with the women and hopefully pick a charity that works well with my values and a certain percentage of it can go to that charity as well so it just adds to the work that I do with women but now I just also it's like an enterprise there will be something to give back to the community to women and also have a flavor that is designed by black women I love the ethos behind that love and I really do because you made a really good point. I, I, I don't actually know any black women that have a coffee brand. And it's interesting yep. that coffee mostly grows across Africa. Even though we have fair trade, um, we have like organic option, all of these things, still one of the most gentrified thing ever. Like coffee shops, especially with speciality coffee, is very, very gentrified. And I just thought, you know what, like it would be really good addition to my network because then I can work with these women, I can share their stories, I can connect like a woman from Rwanda to women in London. So if I have that power, why not connect more women and and create more farmers, work with these women, provide workshops, educate more, and just create a more bigger tribe. And coffee is is definitely going to be a way, and there aren't many women, black women, I need to research more. The farmers definitely, the roasters, yes, but there aren't many black women or women of colour in the coffee industry is male, white, dominated area. Ironically, the producers or the farmers are not. So it'll be really, really interesting to source an actual bean and see how it goes. And I'm so, 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 so excited. It'll be really interesting. It'll be fun. I bet it will be. I mean, it's completely groundbreaking (laughs) what you're doing, that you're coming out with a coffee brand. You don't hear about it. And so that's why I'm really excited about it. I'm not even actually a really big coffee drinker. I'm a big tea drinker. Coffee makes me really jittery. (laughs) You had that first on My Pretty Soul. Yeah. (laughs) So if you can tell the listeners where they can find you on socials. All my social media handles are the same. It's L A. D-A-N-T-A-K-O-W and with the coffee if you're interested if you don't want to follow all the politics and jokes and random dancing videos and you just want the coffee then you just follow the coffee page which is Taco Coffee and if you're interested in more on women events and what's going to happen after the whole COVID-19 and all women issues in general globally nationally then it's the Taco Network just put a poll on Instagram and everyone's like don't even try it it better be taco you know that's my granddad's name and I just thought you know what people do recognize me I had people calling me and I'm like hey it's Lovin and they're like Lovin who and I'm like it's me it's me they don't know if I say Lovin taco they're like yes I know I know who you are and I'm like how dare you that name it can easily be distinguished it's Taco <laughs> Network Taco Coffee Lovin Taco you're Thank you, beautiful. everywhere Thank so you. 
drive Thank that you. name, push that name, build that legacy, build that empire. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. And I'm really grateful. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Follow My Pretty Soul on both Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or wherever else you might be listening to the podcast. Thank you very much. I hope you stay in the best of health and take care. Bye, guys. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.